0: The Triple Delight, which is a soy wrapped salmon avocado roll topped with diced yellowtail, Norwegian salmon, tuna with ponzu, uh, sriracha, spicy mayo, garnished with avocado. Oh my goodness, this was sushi heaven. Welcome to Improv is No Joke podcast, where it's all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, the self-proclaimed chief edutainment officer of my business, The Accidental Accountant. My goal is to provide you with thought-provoking interviews with business leaders so you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 71, and today I wanted to do something just a little bit different. And I got this idea years ago from Clark Price. If you remember, Clark Price is the retired CEO of the Ohio Society of CPAs. And when I would be visiting a city for the first time, I would email Clark and ask him for his restaurant recommendations. Now, Clark traveled the United States extensively, and he's eaten at a variety of restaurants, And he has kept records on these restaurants and what he had for dinner. His suggestions have always been spot on. And in a future episode, I would like to interview Clark on his vast listing of restaurants. But today, I want to share with you some of my favorite restaurants. The first stop is New Orleans, Louisiana. One of my top five cities to visit in the United States To be honest, I can't tell you how many times I've been there since I was a sophomore at the University of Kentucky when my buddy Brad Montgomery and I jumped in the car one day and drove to New Orleans to watch Kentucky play Tulane University. I have been back at least 10, if not 20 times in my lifetime, and like I said, it is one of my favorite cities for the music, for, for the atmosphere, but especially for the food. Every time I visit, my first stop is to the gumbo shop at 630 St. Peter Street. And I order the same thing every time. I order a cup of the seafood okra gumbo, which consists of okra, onions, bell pepper, celery, and a tiny bit of tomato sautéed and blended with shrimp and crabs in a thick brown creole soup served over rice. I follow that with the Creole combination platter, which is a large platter of shrimp creole, jambalaya, and red beans and rice, and I wash it all down with a nice ice cold Dixie beer or an Abita beer. Oh man, I can I can taste it right now. If you want to visit the Gumbo Shop, you can look at their website at www.gumboshop.com. They also have a retail outlet, and I have bought their cookbook, and it's one of my top five cookbooks that I go to, especially, especially when I want to cook some seafood. After the gumbo shop, my next favorite restaurant is Mr. B's Bistro, located at 201 Royale Street. Every time I go, once again, it's I get the same thing. I get the seafood gumbo, which, as they describe it on the menu, a classic New Orleans gumbo with gulf shrimp, crab meat, oysters, and okra. But the main entree there is Mr. B's barbecued shrimp. This is Mr. B's signature dish, Gulf shrimp, barbecued New Orleans style, served in their shells with a peppery butter sauce and French bread for dipping. Let me kind of describe a peppery buttery sauce. Think about a stick of butter that's been melted that contains pepper, Worcestershire sour sauce, and, and some other flavors that these shrimp are just swimming in, and it's a peel and eat. And when you're done, you, you just dip that French bread in that butter sauce, and it just tastes so wonderful. And the whole time, you can hear your arteries go, Rrrr! you can find them at uh, www.mrbeesbistro. Dot com. The next restaurant I love going to in New Orleans is called the Pelican Club, and they're located at 312 Exchange Place. Last time I went, I got the Louisiana Chipino which in its own pot, filled with gulf fish, shrimp, scallops, mussels, and little neck clams with a side of linguini and a tomato basil sauce. Oh, my God, this stuff was so fabulous. And you can find them at www.pelicanclub.com. This next restaurant, I'll be honest, I haven't been there in years, but I can still taste the food today. And it's K. Paul's Louisiana Kitchen at 416 Charter Street. And what I remember about this restaurant was that my wife and I had to stand in line. And and it it was a long line. We had to wait a while. But when we got there, I do remember ordering a Cajun martini, which had a nice little kick to it. But what I remember most of all was that plate of classic crawfish etouffee. Oh, man, it is crawfish smothered in brown gravy made in a rich seafood stock, brown flour, onions, bell peppers, celery, garlic, seasonings, and served with rice veggies. I, I can still tell, every time I, I have crawfish at Tufay at any other restaurant, my mind immediately goes back to K Paul's, and you can find them at kpauls.com. Now, this last restaurant in New Orleans was just introduced to me by my good friend, Mike Scorantino. Mike came down and, and took me to Drago's Seafood, which is located at 2 Podra Street inside the Hilton Riverside Hotel. See, I was actually delivering a uh, conference, I was I was speaking at a conference, and Mike came down and asked me this question, do you like oysters? I said, oh my God, I love oysters. Have you ever tried grilled oysters? And I went, never even heard of them, and he had this look of amazement on his face because he knew how much I've been to New Orleans. He knew He knows how much I enjoy their food, and he said, well, luckily that, This restaurant, Drago's, is actually in the hotel that you're staying in. So we went down and ordered a dozen. I ordered a dozen of these original charbroiled oysters. And it's been known as the single best bite of food in New Orleans. And I can tell you what, that's absolutely correct. I'm, I'm craving them. It's been maybe five or six months since I've been there. And now that it's September, it's a month with an R, I'm looking to find oysters here in Columbus, Ohio and actually try to make this recipe because it's along the same lines as at Mr. B's Bistro. What gives it its deliciousness is butter. It's charbroiled with butter. They're, they're charbroiled in the shell and, and there's there's a special buttery mix that they have on top of it. I'm going to look on the website uh, or look online and see if I can find the recipe. But I tell you what, it's well worth the price of admission. So next time you're in New Orleans and you love oysters, you got to go to Drago's Seafood and order the original charbroiled oysters. And you can find them at Dragos, D-R-A-G-O-S, com. Now the next city or the next area of the country I'm going to go to is the Baltimore, Maryland area. Now, I've been in and out of Maryland and the Baltimore area a number of times over the last seven to eight years because of my relationship with the Maryland Association and the Business Learning Institute, and I will be transparent here. Normally, when I travel on business and I've got a speaking engagement, I rarely go out to eat, and I usually order food in. Uh, But this is one of the times that I have ventured out uh, or been taken out by some of the team at at the Maryland Association of CPAs. And the first place uh, I want to mention, it was new, introduced to me just this year called Cunningham's. It's at one Olympic place in Towson. And this is a restaurant of farm to table. And one of the appetizers we had that night was pork belly and shrimp dumplings i mean anything with pork you know what pork belly is don't you it's bacon pork belly and shrimp dumplings with a citrus soy dipping sauce and sprouts oh my god my mouth just was water and uncontrollably it was so so good and then i ordered that evening I, I love ahi tuna and i love it as lightly seared as possible almost if almost sashimi style their seared ahi tuna was prepared with a jerk rub with cantaloupe and corn salsa. It was out of this world. And their website is cunninghamstowson.com. The next restaurant is called Michael's. It's at 2119 York Road in Timonia, Maryland, which is just outside of Baltimore. Now, what I will say is that they have probably the best, if not second best, crab cake I have ever eaten. And and this is in line with a place that I went to many, many years ago. My wife and I were visiting St. Petersburg and went to this restaurant Called Fetishes. It's a restaurant with the name Fetishes. Small place in in Saint Petersburg. Uh, only beer and wine, but their crab cakes were to die for, just like Michael's. I mean, buttery, and they were they were they were broiled, and, they were, they were, and I think we actually had some fried ones too. And I could have just ate them all night long. Topped off with some Maryland crab soup, because when you go to Maryland, you've got to have the crab. Now this last restaurant I'm going to mention you might think it's a little strange because it's the Gachi House of Sushi located at the BWI Airport. That's right. It's it's airport sushi. Please don't, don't. I've tried airport sushi all around the country. and I've got one I'm going to share with you in Atlanta. I even tried airport sushi in Philadelphia and people don't think I'm a risk taker. Whoa, that was taking a risk. But this place, it's it's, um, in concourse A of the BWI airport. And the last time I was there, I had the triple delight, which is a soy-wrapped salmon avocado roll topped with diced yellowtail, Norwegian salmon, tuna with ponzu, uh, sriracha, spicy mayo, garnished with avocado. Oh my goodness! This was sushi heaven. So, if you're ever in the BWI airport and you love sushi, and, and I've eaten there a number of times over the years, and the the, the quality of the food just keeps stepping up higher and higher. And higher and higher. Now, one of my goals over the next year or two in the Baltimore area is to visit more restaurants because I'm a fan of the Food Network and diners, drive-ins, and dives. And when you've got a special, a one-hour special just on Baltimore, you know there's a lot of wonderful restaurants that I have yet to visit. And that will be um, on my bucket list over the next two years. Next city I want to stop into is Bloomington, Minnesota, which is just north of Minneapolis. And this restaurant that I frequent every time I go there is called Chowbella. and it's located at 3501 Minnesota Drive. Now, I'm Greek, I grew up in restaurants, I'm, I'm probably very critical as it relates to customer service. I have written two blog postings about this restaurant because they take customer service to the nth degree, to a level that only very, very few restaurants I've ever seen. And the little backstory of this is, is I walked into the restaurant around five o'clock and the place was packed. And and I usually, since I'm by myself, I usually sit at the bar and the bar area was packed except for this one seat right behind the bar taps. So immediately I knew I was going to be invisible. Within a matter of a moment, somebody came up and took my drink order. And then soon thereafter gave me a, a menu. And it was almost like I wasn't invisible. The bar taps were invisible. And when it came time to, to cash out, I noticed that they didn't charge me for one of my cocktails, which I made a comment to them. And they said, well, you're not from around these parts, are you? And I said, no, I'm visiting from Columbus, Ohio. You know, we thought so. So the first round's on us. We want to make you feel at home shut the front door. Are you kidding me? Who does that? So I came back the next night and once again, packed. But this time I had to sit the other in the bar behind the bar taps. And once again, I wasn't invisible. But I sat next to this guy who said that he's been coming there for a number of years and will not eat anywhere but there. And he went on to tell me that the turnover in this restaurant was almost minimal. He started to name off all the waiters and waitresses and the bar back and give me their background and children, and which first kind of, I will say, kind of creeped me out. But he just said, it's like a one big happy family here. And when the bartender walked by, he looked at me and kind of shook his finger because he kind of recognized my face from the night before. He goes, "Um, you're, you're, you're Maker's Mark on the Rocks. So every time I go back... And it's been at least twi- two times a year for the past three to four years. They remember me now. And I share the story. And like I said, I've written a couple. They get it when it comes to customer service. And when I even mention when I'm in my classes, if anybody's ever eaten a Chabella, there's nothing but wonderful things to say. And there's always some great story in, in their comments back to me. So one of, the, one of my favorite dishes there is the, – you might find this a little surprising after the last thing I mentioned about sushi. But it's the ahi tuna burger which is number one sushi-grade avocado with a Fresno chili oli. Or the tortelloni Rosa Molinari, which is sausage, sweet peppers, roasted red peppers, romana cheese, and a thick kind of tomatoey sauce. Now, if you go in, uh, ask for the bar manager, Susan, or one of the bartenders, Damien, and as for some of the waste staff. One person I remember off top of my head is Thea, and tell them that Pete Margarita said hello. They might remember me, but they might not, but if you tell them that I've written a couple of articles for them, I'm in there as much as possible. I absolutely love the place. They'll remember me. And you can find them on ChowBellaMN.com. I love going to the West Coast, and one of my favorite cities is Seattle. I mean, as you can tell, I love my seafood. I love seafood in all ways, shape, form. And one time I was in Seattle, and my brother worked as a vice president of visual merchandising for Express, and he happened to be in Seattle at the same time. So we met downtown at this restaurant called Purple Cafe and Wine Bar, which is located on twelve twenty five Fourth Avenue. It kind of a really kind of an eclectic place. It, it, it was you know, big windows, kind of dark, it, it, it somewhat of, of a noise level in But but I had the pan roasted Alaskan halibut. Oh, it was it just, it was like butter. It just melted in my mouth. It had this curried carrot puree and poached leeks and fava beans with a pea shoot salad. Um. Oh, I'm starting to get a watery mouth as, we, as I'm speaking here. Uh, but this is another fun restaurant to go to, and they're located at purplecafe.com. Now, I love sushi. And when I'm in Bellevue, Washington, which is where the Washington Society of CPAs is located, I stop off at Sea Star, which is located at the corner of 108th Avenue Northeast and 2nd Street. I mean, they've got wonderful sushi, and they've got a wonderful sushi and happy hour. And some of my favorite sushi there is a jalapeno salmon roll or, you know, a traditional kind of spicy tuna roll or a the red salmon nigiri. I've had a variety of sushi there. I, I've had a variety of food, but those three stand out in my mind. And if you're ever in Bellevue or you're heading that way, look up seastarrestaurant.com, Check out the menu. Great place. As Clark Price would say, they get great groceries there. The next city I'm going to visit is Atlanta, Georgia, and I recently was taken to this restaurant called Canoe by the CEO of the Georgia Society of CPAs, Boyd Search, and the COO, Craig Wilder, with two other members of the Georgia Society of CPAs, Brandon Vernon and Leslie Busey. Oh, this place! This place was pretty cool. It's you know tucked away. Overlooking, I believe it's the Clusahetchee River. It's located at 4199 Paces Ferry Road. And we had something really interesting that night. We started off with as an appetizer, we had peppercorn crusted kangaroo loin. That's right, I said kangaroo loin. And this was just wonderful. It was a little hoppy, but it put a little spring back in our step. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. But it was really, really good. It was extremely tender. Uh, That night I had uh, Alaskan halibut with an East Coast shellfish noodles, uh, pickle, and coconut with a lemongrass broth. And I can just say that it just kind of disappeared rather quickly because it was absolutely wonderful. And Boyd got this really interesting burger. It was called a duck and beef burger, and it had a sunny side egg on it with wilted spinach, pickled onion, and truffle fries. The truffle fries were to die for. Uh, I I couldn't pry the duck burger uh, uh, away from them, but, man, it looked really, really good. And you can find them at canoeatl.com. Now, my all-time favorite airport sushi restaurant is called One Flew South, and it's located in Atlanta-Hartsfield-Jackson Airport in Concourse E. This place is packed all the time. And the reason why is because they have outstanding food. It's, it's a blend of, of, it's like a blend of sushi and a blend of, uh, of, of Southern food. I haven't had the Southern food because once I went in and, and tasted the kamikaze roll, it had me hooked for life, which in the kamikaze roll, you get tuna, salmon, hamachi, spicy mayo, white seaweed, and eel sauce. And it's just so fresh. The other one I like a lot is the salmon and avocado roll, which is a spicy salmon crackling with a, a, a cucumber Greek yogurt sauce accompanied with it. It is fabulous. And you can find them at atl.com This next city I've recently been introduced to about four years ago. It's Charleston, South Carolina, and that's where my publisher is located, Advantage Media Group. And the restaurant that I absolutely love when I go to Charleston, the name of it is called SNOB, S-N-O-B, and it stands for Slightly North of Broad. It's located at 192 East Bay Street. Now, if my memory serves me correct, I did ask Clark for a recommendation. Uh, for a restaurant to go, and I think it was something along the lines of cotton. But they were actually closed that evening and for a private party, and this was their sister restaurant across the street. And I sat at the bar and ordered the barbecued tuna, which is topped with fried oysters, green onions, and a country ham butter, along with a mustard Q, a mustard barbecue sauce at South Carolina barbecue sauce. It was absolutely fabulous. My publisher actually published a cookbook for this restaurant that they sent me a copy of, and that's on my list of something to make is a barbecued tuna. And you can find them at snobcharleston.com. Now, I love barbecue, and one of my favorite barbecue towns is Nashville, Tennessee and my favorite restaurant at Nashville, Tennessee is called Puckett's Grocery and Restaurant. But I'm not I think in the, originally when it was founded many many years ago, it was a grocery and a restaurant and they've kept it, but it's actually just a wonderful restaurant. There's multiple locations, but the one that I ate at was 500 Church Street, downtown Nashville. So I had the Puckett's barbecue and you get your choice of pulled pork, chicken or brisket slow smoked over cherry wood and you top it with slaw to make it Memphis style and, and I had this pulled pork sandwich topped with uh, this, the, the slaw and, and fries with it and it was it was really really wonderful but the one thing as I was sitting at the bar eating this I was watching the bartender and he was making this Bloody Mary and I at a glance I thought he put in barbecue sauce into the Bloody Mary and actually he did they make their Bloody Marys with a spicy barbecue sauce, which really sends that Bloody Mary to a whole other level. So if you're ever in Nashville, Tennessee, I, I, I go to, I, I like Jack's Barbecue, which is in, in downtown across from, uh, sort of across, across from Bridgestone uh, Arena. But by far, this is my favorite barbecue place in Nashville. And it's PucketsGRO.com slash Nashville. When I'm in New York, there's so much wonderful food everywhere. And I, I've been to New York City and the New York area a, a number of times. And, and I could do probably just a whole episode on New York City area restaurants. But there's two that just really jump out at me. And one of them is Taverna Cleides, which is located at 33-07 Dipmars Boulevard, Astoria, New York. Now this is a Greek restaurant, and I don't normally go out to Greek restaurants because my family does a wonderful job, and I'm 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 an extremely big critic when it comes to Greek food because I've had some of the best from my grandmother, and my mother, my mother-in-law, goes on and on and on and on but this place stood out and the thing that really made it stand out for me is I love I love calamari I love squid but I'm not much of a I don't really like it when it's fried there's a few places I've had it fried but I prefer it grilled and they had on the special that night at this restaurant a a stuffed squid that I I wish I could remember what it was stuffed with, but all I just remember, it was tender, it was wonderful. My, my niece lives there, and, and when I do get a chance to visit with her, I, I, we, we go to this restaurant or we'll try something new. But of all the ones that I've, I've tried in the Astoria area, which is basically a little Greek town, this restaurant by far, head and shoulders, wins every time, especially with this stuffed squid as an entree. The next restaurant in the New York City area is Estatorio. Milos, which is located on 125th West 55th Street in New York. And this is another Greek restaurant. And what makes this restaurant so unique is they fly their seafood in every single day from the Mediterranean. That's right, fresh fish, fresh seafood that's flown in every day from the Mediterranean. And yes, it is expensive. But let me tell you, it's worth it because if you get the fish of the day or, or, or something along those lines, you get up from your table and you pick the fish that you want to have prepared for you from the ice display near where the kitchen is located. And it is the freshest by far best fish that I've ever eaten. It's right up there. I mean, it's those restaurants that I've, I've said in this podcast have fresh fish, or whatever they all do. But this must be because it's from the Mediterranean. It just takes it to a whole new level. And they've got a wonderful uh, variety of food. They've got a lot of, obviously, Greek food on the menu. Uh, And there used to be on the menu, I'm I'm actually looking at it now, they used to have a soup for two. Uh, And I believe they've probably taken it off because of the amount of heart attacks people would have because the soup was priced at about $130 for a bowl of two and had all this fresh seafood in that soup. So if have in the greater New York City area. Those are my two favorite restaurants, and it happened to be two Greek restaurants. And finally, the newest addition, I just recently uh, came back from two days in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I was introduced to this restaurant called The Dish Restaurant, which is located at 1100 O Street, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, I was introduced to this restaurant by Ryan Parker, who's the ceo of indicot clay products and is the current incoming chair at the nebraska society of cpas this restaurant was located near my hotel that i was staying in, and I, as i as i've been reading this most of most of what i've had to eat is seafood related and once again it was i had coriander dusted scallops which had summer succotash tomato coulee Chive oil, cilantro, watercress, lime confit, and carrot salsa. It it was wonderful. I mean, it just disappeared. But but the one thing I I will say about this restaurant, if you go to the dish restaurant, just know that they have mushroom scallops on the menu, but they're not scallops. They're mushrooms that look like scallops. And, And the waiter was sharing a story that he had somebody say, these are the worst tasting scallops ever. And he said, "Well, sir, they're really not scallops. These are mushrooms that 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 look like scallops." And the guy said, "Well, still, worst tasting scallops I ever had." We all got a big laugh at that. But uh, the, the seafood w- w- was wonderful. It's a quaint little place in, in downtown Lincoln, Nebraska, and well, well worth the visit. And, and thank you, Ryan, for introducing me uh, to this restaurant. Because hopefully, when I am back in the Lincoln, Nebraska area, I'll go back there again and sample some more. Oh, and, and the other thing I just thought about: another reason why I like this restaurant is, I you know, people ask ask me, "What do you think the world's worst invention is?" And I, I find that very easy. I think it's the alcohol pour regulator. You know, the thing that pours, that it collects an ounce and then lets it loose? Uh, this place pours freehanded. A lot of these restaurants I go to, I, I prefer a free-handed pour, just like most people would prefer a free-handed pour, versus the alcohol regulator pour. So that was another thing that just impressed me. And I just thought about this since it's so fresh in my mind. Well, I, I hope you've enjoyed this little trip down restaurant lane throughout a variety of cities uh, in the U.S. I, I think it's fun. I, I, I do have the opportunity to visit a lot of different restaurants uh, in my travels, and, and I'm going to do a better job of, of eating out more and maybe doing more of these because I, I really love I love restaurants. And and I will say, all of these restaurants I've mentioned, the one theme outside of just outstanding food, the one theme that they all have is great customer service. Because I've always said, you can have the the best food and the worst service, and most people won't come back again. But all these places had wonderful service with Chalbello being a step above all of them. But I had great service, great food, great conversation. The places weren't overly loud, and it was a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy this episode on restaurants. Thank you. Now, before I close this episode, I would like to take a moment to talk about the first five episodes of my podcast that are qualified for continuing education self-study credit under the NASBA category of personal development. Those interviews are with Clark Price, the retired CEO of the Ohio Society of CPAs, Mike Scorantino, author of Gratitude Marketing, Tom Hood, CEO of the Maryland Association of CPAs, Ed Mendelwitz, who's a partner in the firm of Witham, Smith & Brown, and Carl Ulrichs, who's an HR professional at Gregory & Appel Insurance. Now, these episodes are located on the MACPA BLI self-study website, and they are mobile-friendly. All you have to do is from your computer, go in and create an account and purchase an episode. After that, they are very mobile friendly because you can listen to them on your daily commute or while working out or even at your desk. And when you're finished, you can take the review and final exam on your mobile device or your computer. It's that easy. While all selected Improvise No Joke podcasts are available on my website, only those purchased through the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute self-study website are eligible for CPE self-study credit. You can get detailed instructions by visiting my website at petermargaritas.com and clicking on the graphic, Listen, Learn, and Earn Improvise No Joke podcast on the homepage. I hope you enjoy this exciting and flexible new way of receiving CPE credit. Now remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to purchase a personalized signed copy of my book, Improv is No Joke, Use an Improvisation to Create Positive Results in Leadership and in Life for $14.99 and the shipping is free, please go to my website and you'll see available now on the homepage. Just click and go to the shopping cart. In addition, you can download Improv is No Joke audiobook for $14.99 so you can listen on the go. I'm in the process of writing my next book with the working title of Financial Storytelling, and I'm previewing content on my social media. So connect with me on Facebook by searching The Accidental Accountant or even my name. On Twitter and Instagram, search P. Margaritas. And on LinkedIn, just search my name. Now, on LinkedIn, there's actually two Peter Margaritas's in the greater Columbus area, but there's only one who's a CPA. In Episode 72, I interview Bill Sheridan, who's the Chief Communications Officer at the Maryland Association of CPAs and author of the white paper, Human Work in the Age of Machines, Five Steps for Building a Future-Ready Finance Team. Thank you again for listening, and I'd greatly appreciate if you'd leave a review on iTunes. It helps the show with greater visibility. And always remember to use the principles of improvisation to help you better connect and communicate with those in your organization. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.